0: Check this out. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Don't you open your mouth about the best. you am going to shut it for you real quick. Live in the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. Hey, don't roll. Hit it downhill. With power, you're running straight downhill. You know where we're coming, and we know where y'all going to be lined up at. No, you just gotta stop. I'm saying I'm better than you. It's the Doctor, TC Martin.
1: Beast Mode is already side. The Doctor is now in. The Beast
2: is
0: alive
1: and
2: well. Don't forget, we got Monday Night Football tonight. The Seattle Seahawks, the home of the 12th Man, they got to get a home win tonight. They get it. It's part of our best bets, right? Against the New Orleans Saints. Teddy Bridgewater against Geno Smith. How attractive is that quarterback matchup? Not. I don't know. I like the Seahawks tonight. See what happens. I want to thank Steve Sachs for joining us. Talking World Series. Remember, I will be out of the office tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. C. Wynn will be in. Chris Wynn will be hosting for me while I'm in Houston. Attending games 1 and 2. And back at it Friday And we will return to the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Come on out, see the show live on Friday. And yes, the best bets, everything up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. All right, we talked Raiders. You heard from uh, Derek Carr and Rich Pasaccia in the first segment. Now we uh, piggyback with that with Heidi Fang, the one and only Heidi Fang, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Heidi Fang, what's going on, girl?
1: Not much, man. Thank you for the lovely introduction, as always.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. It just uh, that's where <laughs> we just it. went. We just we went. Uh, I yeah. felt like a cadence, yeah. it, you know. That's it.
1: Blue 42. <laughs> blue Fang. Oh, blue Heidi, fang. fang. <laughs> Heidi Fang.
2: Heidi Fang. <laughs> fang. Huh? Oh, false start on Numbchuck again. Damn it, Numbchuck. Come on. You can't. <laughs> you got to wait to the Fang. You can't jump on the Heidi. I know you want to jump on the Heidi. You got to wait for the Heidi Fang. <laughs>
1: I love it. You guys are the best. I don't
2: know what you're laughing about.
1: I don't know. It's funny. I like the little noise, the sound effects, nunchuck, being called out. It's always good times. The good times. I
2: nunchucked you. You don't even realize (laughs) <laughs> These are good times. Heidi, come on. You don't have this kind of fun anywhere else. I mean, did you, did you tailgate this past weekend? Did you go interview some people? Did you get some disgruntled yeah. Eagle fans? What'd you get?
1: Yeah, no. In fact, TC, because you always ask about the food fair and spreads, mm-hmm. there are lovely Raider fans feeding me things. Ooh. Uh, they're try- they feeding me carne asada, they're feeding me holly, they're feeding me hot dogs. Everywhere I go, Raider Nation wants to feed me. And I, I appreciate it so much. I got this rum cake once from one of the Raider fans. She made it herself. Her name's Lucille. Um, she's not, like everything. She's everywhere. Anyway, she she hooked it up. Wow. The tailgate. I, I love Raider Nation. <laughs> <laughs> these are
2: part of the perks of being in the media. You got to love it, don't you? Well, I
1: was doing reviews on some of the tailgates, you know. Oh. We are talking with the Raider Nation out there. The guy that... Um, does the hosting end? You know, I'm running the camera. Mm. His name is Kevin Cannon, so he's meeting and greeting with everybody, to and we use some of it for our So, so anyhow, he came up, and then, then they're just like, "Hey, do you guys want some carne asada? And do you want some tri-tip? This has been marinating all night. Oh yeah! Wow! He had me at marinating. Wow! And so you know, I was like, "Tri-tip, let's go! Yes, it's wonderful! Yes, it's lovely!
2: Wow! <laughs> what is uh in your tailgating? Uh, you know." Uh, frolicking around here, what would be the maybe the most unusual uh, food fair you've seen?
1: Well, I can't say that there has been anything unusual. Right. No ostrich? Um, you haven't I'm seen any ostrich standard. anywhere? Nothing like that? No, no, no ostrich, no elk, <laughs> no bison,
2: no moose. So you get that um, in Green Bay, Heidi. You get all of those in Green Bay.
1: I okay. also, you know, in Green Bay, actually, I was offered a butterburger. So like, the burger is yes. like, entirely like, buttered up, and I was like, a butter what? Yeah,
2: that was across was, like, the street not, at Kroll's. Like, they, yeah, they, they, that was across the street at Kroll's. They love the butter exactly. burger. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You stay away from the butter yeah, burger. But yeah,
1: he did some whole bunch, and he's like, you got to try this. It's the like, thing, you know, everybody does it. It's like, you know, yeah. so I have one. Yeah, that's And what, I that afterwards had a
2: small stroke. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's West Coasters. <laughs> the first time they introduced that to me, I go, what? I'll pass. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I saw one time was good. I tried it. Hey, it is. I can feel my heart working triple time after that big man.
2: Oh, too funny. She's Heidi Fang. She's got great coverage on the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can catch her on the, the webcast, everything else that's going on, uh, and also Raider Nation Radio as well, too. Yes, so she's got it all going. All right, Ty, uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, Raiders, Eagles yesterday. Were you like uh, everybody else, including myself, after that first Eagles drive? They went marching down the field, and then Derek Carr threw a pick, and it was like, another slow start. Are we going to go through this again?
1: Well, you know, I thought, okay, this would be a game where they'd be tested in the air. Because if you look at the previous week, and albeit they were, I think on a short week where Tom Brady uh, goes for under 300 yards, and the Eagles have been pretty good against the past, containing opposing uh, teams, so I believe the average was under 222 yards a game. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, and when you see that happen with Carr, you start to think, okay, well that has been processed, and so what? Hey, wait,
2: timeout! What are you doing over there? Are you like in? Are you on a, an amusement park ride? Yeah, I know you didn't get locked out of the locker room yet i mean come on
1: i am uh, i'm on the Matterhorn at disneyland yes. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> close enough I, I love the raiders headquarters but it is a working media room to which i am usually confined where there are other reporters right now currently working yeah. so to be able to make time for you i'm outside yeah. CC, and i can't i this is the best way i could do right now okay. to be able to be a part of D C martin show. <laughs> so i have no no hiding spot there's nowhere to go. I'm out here. The wind and the rain is all going to open up on me. There's no storm shelter. So when you hear me, like, um <laughs> there' no leaves in the tree, but I'm like, ah, <laughs> the tree branch fell on me. Oh. It's because I wanted to be a part of your show. Oh. So here I am, she, embracing the elements. She is dedicated,
2: gentlemen. Duck for cover. Duck and <laughs> cover, oh. as he said, underneath your desk in school. Uh. <laughs> Son, no, for real. It's going to come. It's
1: all gray
2: and cloudy. Yeah. I That's all lightning. Oh, that's it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Heidi Fang, our meteorologist on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. There, Let's hear about the cold front. Get that pointer. I love it when the, in the old school, they used to have a pointer.
1: Yeah, it's going to rain on me. It's all good. I'm here for you, TC. Uh, I, I wanted to be a part of show. I
2: appreciate you, Heidi, so much. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Heidi Fang, she has broadcast live from an AT&T store, from tailgate parties <laughs> at SoFi uh, Stadium, uh, the Raiders headquarters where she got locked out. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. If we go back in time, I'm sure there's some more craziness as well, too. Media rooms, boxing media rooms. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, I did. From the
1: Fury Wilder one, didn't I? That's right. I thought the we, I can't
2: one, remember. One, one of those. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm literally
1: time. now, I've walked behind a tree. That's near Gate, where there's a security guy. So Don't move! You're I'm perfect! Missing. You're perfect! Don't move! Yeah, That's exactly. perfect. I know, right? Hey. I was like, there's no wind here. I found a tree that's blocking the wind, so let's see if security <laughs> comes and kicks me out because I'm standing in between a couple bushes and a tree. I,
2: w- I, wish, I wish we had video of, of <laughs> Heidi d- in between bushes, ducked down. Oh, so selfie with, from here oh, selfie. Exactly. Please do. <laughs> Unbelievable. And remember, remember our code word, right? Foxtrot. Right? That's if gotta, right? If you got to, if you got to go, there
1: is, and, we do have a code word. That's it.
2: We got safe we word. We can
1: tell you guys on the air, but yeah. we'd have to, yeah. you know, yeah. change our code word.
2: There it is. <laughs> I, I think I just said it though. That's right. <laughs> I said our safe word, our code word, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> this is a great spot. There's no better spots than the TC Martin show. I tell
2: you that. Oh, Woo. put put that one up there, NumJ. That's a promo. Yay! Make a promo out of that for Heidi. There she is. All right. Yeah, we started talking about the game yesterday, and then we, I never got your answer. So, I, yeah, we're not going to talk football. Why talk football? I mean.
1: I finished about the averages and the passing yards and all those things. I got that in.
2: Yeah. Oh, it was a
1: really important breakdown there, of the numbers. Did you see how prepared I was for the spot?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's totally fine with me. I mean, you, I, I still got tri-tip on my mind. I can't get. You said tri-tip. Oh. In, that, in the camp. Yeah, I know. Oh,
1: man. And here's the thing you know, all those years that I lived in New York, you say tri tip and they look at you kind of crazy, like right. tailgates out there. And it's such a West Coast thing to tailgate have a tri tip. When I said it out there, they were like, You said what? Well, exactly. And that's I'm just sad. like,
2: okay, so the next home game with the Raiders, why don't you come and say, Hey, who's got Butter Burgers?
1: They'll say, What? exactly exactly that's the thing yes 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 now we're feeling it okay i can't
2: think of a new york thing. and that's that's the beautiful thing about tailgates is that it is so regional and it's it's great i mean you go down in the south or the midwest uh comparison to like say the the northeast and then to the west coast i mean you're going to get a different flair of all kinds of stuff even the way these people prepare their hot dogs or sausages or brats or burgers it'll be different i'm telling you
1: true yeah, those are facts. Big facts. Big facts. You see. Yeah, that's it.
2: This food. Uh, this food segment brought to you by Heidi Fang. There it is. <laughs> this
1: tree is starting to fail me. Can you tell?
2: Me? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's quite all right. Remember, just say the safe word. Just say the code word, and we'll let you go. That's it.
1: No, I'm okay. I'm okay. No fox No. That's it. And if it's we eagle one alpha red. That's
2: it. And if we have to go leave Heidi Fang, we always go to Christy Seven One Seven, the fine media attendant with the Las Vegas Raiders. Christy Seven One Seven, shout out. Okay. <laughs> I had to get that in. Sorry. There it is.
1: Okay. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: hey, speaking of which, Heidi, since we've gone completely off the rails here, and I'm talking about yesterday's <laughs> game, I was impressed. I was with impressed. I don't want to say finally. With the Raiders food in the press box yesterday, we went Philly cheesesteak, and it was pretty good. Did you have to, Did you indulge? Oh, you had
1: Philly cheesesteak.
2: We had Philly cheesesteak in the press box yesterday. Did you indulge?
1: Oh, I didn't give Philly cheese day. Yeah, see,
2: because you were hobnobbing out there with the people in the tri-tips.
1: Well, no, what happens is, so, you know, I do the photography a lot for the paper. Mm. So, when I'm working, I'm actually out on the field, and yesterday we had other photographers that had to run in at halftime, so I stayed out to do photos of the Gremlin Band that was out playing, which was phenomenal, by the way, if you all caught them and if you haven't. They are, like, you know, across the states, just one of the top performing March bands in the U.S. you got to catch them sometime. Hopefully, you get yourself somewhere where you see a Grambling game. Go out there, watch those clips. But, yeah, um, I was out there. By the time I go back into the press box, there was, like, cheesecake bars left. And I've been, like... I, I, I guess because everyone ate the cheesecake, yes. and there was cauliflower. I remember there being a pan of cauliflower and zucchini. Yes. And some, you know, cheesecake things. Yes. And so I just put all that in my mouth and ran out because <laughs> I had like two minutes. Right. I got literally like two minutes after the band finished before the team comes back on. Yes. So, you know, I run in real quick. Bum bum bum. What is the food? And then I get that and I run out and that was my halftime. So as soon as I got back on the field, I was people like,
2: i and I can relate to everything you just said because I got to the game late yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to partake in the pregame food. Was relegated to the hot dogs, which were still pretty good. Uh, buns a little hard, but that's another story in itself. So I waited till halftime, and they busted out the Philly cheesesteak because I guess the Eagles were in town. So I appreciated that. Saw the vegetables that you're talking about and the desserts, so that that was fine, and uh, I I was uh, was was impressed. But yes, I I went to town on the food yesterday as well too. I, I was kind of scrambling between the popcorn and this and that. But, Heidi, here, here's another thing. As you know, the food so important to both of us. I said to one of the attendees at the Raiders, I go, hey, wait a minute. I said, you used to have... You, the last game you had Lay's potato chips out there, and you always don't have the Lay's potato chips. I said, "What happened to the Lay's?" Because I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't hip to the licorice whips and some of this other
1: stuff, right? She goes, "Oh, oh come hey. on, licorice whips is it?" Uh, no, and you yeah. give me a whole one of them things from Costco. It's gone. <laughs> I hear you talking. And I cannot be trusted around them. One of so. Those
2: I am responsible for the lady going to the back room and wheeling out a whole box full of Lay's potato chips yesterday. Thank you very much. And people were high-fiving me for bringing out the Lay's potato chips because I said that's how important the Lay's are for me because, as you know, Heidi Fang, I love getting laid.
1: They're a little greasy. Oh, they're delicious. Oh, the the salty, the Lay's. Oh, they're great. I'm not fighting i are not biting. It's, there's barbecue chips that are baked that come in. It's, it's way better. It. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. i, uh, I'm not, I see. I'm not no. I'm not hating. Okay. But, but. It's, it, was, it was a major improvement.
2: But anyway, there we go. All right. I think today's segment is over. We touched about zero football today. Uh, the Raiders are 5-2. and two, But we could say that the food options in the parking lot and in the press box and throughout Allegiant Stadium are Fantastic. Enough for something
1: completely different. <laughs> and I'm totally taking a selfie of where I am, and I'm posting it and, and tagging the TV. Oh! There
2: it is. Yeah,
1: there, there it guess. is. All right. You, trying to take me. The wind is trying
2: to take me. It's the there, there it is. I heard the fox trot. We gotta go, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. She's being taken away by a storm. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> be safe, my girl. All right. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's
2: always a blast. Thanks for having me. You got it, girl. Be safe. Be cool. Be good. Yeah. Give me some funk. Give me some funk while Heidi's while She's walking back. Give her some funk to go out to here. There we go. We know she loves her cam. There we go, Heidi Fang. There we go. There you go. Stretch your stuff, girl. Keep the pride and the stride, the glide alive. Here we go. No hole in the soul. And don't freeze your knees and make your bladder petter patter. Just move to the groove to the funky sound that's all around. Because, yeah, baby, Heidi Fang is in your town.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I mean, how do we. We still got like t- uh, eight minutes left in this segment here. I mean, we might as well play out some music. Who knows? There it is. There you go, Eric Clapton to a little Parliament funkadelic. There you have it. I don't know what that segment was, but Nunchuck is is thinking that should be part of the best of. (laughs) All right, let's go back and learn. What did we learn from that segment, ladies and gentlemen? Oh yeah, baby, dropping the bomb on you. Yeah, that's going to be happening in Houston tomorrow, baby. Drop the bomb. Get the train tracks going. Uncle Charlie. There's my boy, Charlie Wilson. Yeah. You know, I had Charlie Wilson sing the national anthem at a Kings playoff game back in the day. So I was promoting the Gap Band. We had the Gap Band um, performing the next night. So Charlie wanted to come in and, wa- and watch the Lakers in Kings playoff game. And so I got Charlie to sing the anthem. That was pretty cool. And he was like a kid in a candy store, you know, because he was... Meeting like Chris Weber, Vladdy Devots, you know Mike Bibby. I mean the whole the whole crew over there. But it was I was blown away how the players were so enthralled with him. Like, oh, Charlie was the Gap band. Yeah, there's an old school reference for you. There you go. Nice assist, Numb There you go. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, we learned from Heidi Fang uh, nothing about football. Uh, I don't even know if she was at the game yesterday. I mean. I don't even know if she made it in the stadium. I mean, I didn't see her. She was in the parking lot. We know that. Christy 717 there. She was there. She could break it down for us. There it is. All right. Let's talk about what we saw yesterday in the National Football League as well, too. Because what we saw was the Kansas City Chiefs falling to 3-4, losing to the Tennessee Titans 27-3 as the Chiefs were a 4.5 point underdog, or rather favorite, I should say. Chiefs were a four and a half point favorite losing to the Titans. Titans win the game outright. Nice money line hit uh, in that contest. But um, yeah, the Chiefs are in trouble. And for people that are, that are thinking that this is just an aberration or anomaly, I don't think so. And we'll talk to Matt Holt. Matt Holt's going to join us here in a few minutes. We'll get his take when we start breaking down you know, all of these games here. But for What we've seen with the Chiefs scoring three points, they're in trouble. They are legitimately in trouble. And most of it is because of the defense. I mean, Derrick Henry shredded him yesterday, like we've seen Derrick Henry do to just about every defense that he faces. Now, Henry only averaged three yards a carry, but he had some big runs. He had some big runs. He only had 86 yards. But, man, possession. That was the name of the game yesterday as the Tennessee Titans controlled the clock for 36 minutes and 21 seconds of that game yesterday. The Chiefs only had 23 minutes of possession. You know what the Chiefs had in the first half? They had the ball for five minutes. So that 18 minutes was pretty much garbage time as the Chiefs were trying to put some drives together, and they couldn't get in the zone. Could not. Just atrocious. If you're a Chiefs fan yesterday, Tennessee Titans, 24 first downs. 8-for-12 on third-down conversions. Brian Tannehill passed for 266. three sixty nine altogether total yards. And yes, they sacked Patrick Mahomes four times and sent him out of the game as well, too, yesterday. Mahomes had to leave. Concussion protocol there. How about the Patriots? Patriots and the Jets. There are actually people that thought that the Jets could possibly win this game. You know what the Jets did yesterday? They gave up 54. 54-13. Patriots scored at will yesterday. When Bill Belichick didn't hold back, and we talked about this on Friday's show, about how Belichick he can confuse the heck out of a young quarterback. And that's exactly what he did with Zach Wilson. So they're two and against the Chiefs, or rather against the Jets. They beat him twenty, what, twenty-five to, to nine, twenty-five to six. A few weeks back, and Belichick gave Zach Wilson and Robert Salas, the coach of the Jets, a little bit more, more of an ass whooping yesterday. Fifty-four, thirteen, the final score yesterday. And talk about tacking it on at the end. New England scored twenty points in the fourth quarter yesterday. Mac Jones, very impressive day for Mac Jones. Twenty-four for thirty-six, three hundred seven yards, two touchdowns, no, no interceptions. But Mac Jones has got the accuracy. So kudos uh, to him yesterday and the Patriots putting on. And what about the high point spreads yesterday? We talked about the Cardinals over the Texans. Texans led 5-0. We talked about the Raiders coming back with 30 unanswered. Cardinals, 31 unanswered. Final score, 31-5. That is a cover yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. And this point spread rose up to minus 20 by kickoff. Didn't matter. Another uh big favor yesterday, but they did not cover, and that was the Rams against the Lions. Kudos to Matt Holt. He called it, he said, take the Lions plus all those points. This thing, you know, was up to 17, and the Rams only ended up winning by nine yesterday. And Jared Goff actually played fairly decent. And I kind of felt sorry. I wasn't involved in this game. The Lions scared me off. Couldn't really make a case for either side. But I, I had said a slight lean towards the Lions. But the Lions had a chance with four and a half minutes to go in this game to take the lead, and Goff got inside the 10-yard line and threw a pick in the end zone. They were about ready to take the lead. Threw a pick, went the other way, and next thing you know, they end up losing by nine. But yes, the Lions had a legitimate shot of winning that game. And my man C-Win, ah. I don't know how if C-Win is actually playing with his heart. But if you did play the Lions yesterday C-Win, you cashed a ticket. But I didn't think you know you knew you didn't have a shot. And they weren't going to win this game outright, so I hope you didn't do the money line. But knowing C win, he probably had the Lions on an 18 parlay, and probably went seven out of eight, like only C win can. Now I'm just giving him a bad time. C win will be in next couple days, next next few days for us here. So appreciate him. But yeah, the Lions they got they got the cover yesterday, and uh, who knows? I mean, if they complete that touchdown pass, who knows? Maybe they hang on for the win. It would be nice to see Dan Campbell, our good friend Dan Campbell. Love his sound bites to get away. All right, when we come back, Matt Holt's going to join us. We start breaking down tonight's game between the Seahawks and the Saints, and also we'll talk about what a great day it was for the players yesterday at the sports books. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician.
0: Don't make me beg,
2: T. C. Martin.
0: Of course, you are a character. It doesn't mean that you have character.
2: The doctor is now in. Monday Night Football Seahawks hosting the Saints. We'll dive into that. And don't forget, Friday, back at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, come on out and join us. Get involved with our fine guests. Matt Holt was uh, at the Cosmopolitan last Friday. Of course, always great food at the Cosmopolitan. And the Best bet segment as well, too. Come on, join us, and don't forget, get involved in the promo code tc fifty. $53 $53 in your account when you deposit $50 into a brand-new account. Yes, our good friends at William Hill will match it. Go to the Cosmopolitan or any of the William Hill sports books out there and use that code, promo code TC50 for $53 in your account when you open a brand-new account. William Hill, bet from the palm of your hand. Watch the games where you bet the games. Got to do it. All right. Let's talk about uh, yesterday's NFL action as well as uh, previewing tonight's Monday Night Football game with our good friend from U.S. Integrity, Matthew Holt. What is up, my man?
0: T.C. how are we doing? Look, isn't it amazing once again the seventh straight week the top two picks in Survivor make it through?
2: This is true. This is true.
0: 14 for 14 this year.
2: Wow. Wow. So it's safe to say that you're still alive, my friend.
0: I am. You know, I did not have anybody in the top two. I actually used both of my entries on the Green Bay Packers yeah, yesterday. Boy. There you go. Who Were the I think fourth or fifth most used team this week?
2: Wow! And you had saved the Packers up until this point in time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That that's a bold move because I mean you that you know they're one of those teams that you could pick at any point in time. You know during the course of the season. So you know that that's where that strategy comes in when to use a team like that. So, yeah, okay, good one, you know, I, and I love the Patriots. I know a lot of people use the Patriots in that they spot They number
0: one this week, yeah, oh, yeah they were number
2: one, yeah, that it make, makes a lot of sense, all right, man, huge day again, uh for the books, even though I believe I mean, not the books, the players uh even though the favorites, I believe the number Matt was like five, five, and one, but the public were big winners, despite the favorites you know not covering a majority of the games, Why is that?
0: I think it was some of the more popular favorites. I, you know, I've heard mixed bags on um, how the betters did yesterday, how the books did yesterday. With Green Bay, really popular. That was a, not only a popular favorite that covered, but a popular teaser play. They cover all numbers. Um, you know, some of the teams that lost Baltimore, Cincinnati's as popular right now as anybody. Um, you know, the Arizona Cardinals won. They're the only undefeated team. They've sort of captured the nation. That's a really popular, again, another really popular team. Um, The Raiders, you know what's interesting is there was so much Philly action bet on the, you know, late in that game that I saw Philly actually close a small favorite. Um, The books did really well to the Raiders winning, which was amazing. And then, of course, Tampa Bay winning. You know, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the defending Super Bowl champions, them winning easy. So I think it was the fact that the popular favorites won yesterday that probably meant that it was kind of a bad day for the books. But I also talked to some books who ended up doing okay.
2: Yeah, it is strange. That Philly uh, Raider game, because I know the public was all over uh, the Raiders there. And then, you know, you had the Darren Waller injury, like you talked about. And then it turned, you know, to Philly to turn and, and be a favorite as this thing uh, ended here. But, uh, you know, I, I just kind of felt, hey, this is probably the time. And I thought, uh, to be honest with you, we were going to see it two weeks ago when they played the Bears. Like, okay, the Raiders had these miracle, come-from-behind, breathtaking you know, uh, home victories in the first two games against Baltimore and Miami. So I thought, okay, the Raiders are due for probably that, the blowout fashion. I thought they might get it against the Bears, and I definitely kind of felt like, okay, this, this made a lot of sense for them to get it against the Eagles. And even though the final score was 33-22, the Raiders scoring those 30 unanswered points, they were in comfortable control uh, you know, after you know, uh, five, six minutes into this
1: game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And by halftime, it was 17 7 Vegas. And they, you know, they never really. Again, Philly gets 15 points in the fourth quarter to make this thing look a little bit more respectable. But to your point, after halfway through the first quarter, it was all Raiders in this one.
2: No doubt. All right, uh, Chiefs in Tennessee. Been talking a little bit about this game, Matt. And uh, live underdog there with the uh, Tennessee Titans. And I know some people had that on the money line as well, too. At what point in time? do the bookmakers start scaling back a little bit here with the Chiefs? Because this is not an anomaly. This isn't an aberration. I mean, now we've had seven games to look at this team, and this Chiefs team is nothing like the Chiefs teams that we've seen the past couple seasons.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. They certainly aren't. The defense is terrible, first of all, and they've been terrible since day one this season. But if nothing else, the offense is know we still expected this offense to carry the day and they haven't been able to in every game and when they face it's not just when they face elite defenses it's when they face a certain style of defense if you could pressure the quarterback this Kansas City Chiefs team has all kinds of problems and that was the case and I think what we're starting to see though is teams are selling out because they know this offensive line is so bad in Kansas City that they just go after Mahomes and basically try to pressure him on every single play. You know, I think one of the reasons the bookmakers have, have had such a hard time, you know, making numbers on this Kansas City team this year is Tyreek Hill still having a good season, Travis Kelsey still having a good season, even Mahomes was running for his life on every play is still having a pretty good season. So you see those numbers and you go, oh, man, that offense is going to catch fire at any point. And some weeks it does, but they also never get stops. Boy, I'll tell you, the AFC West this year almost feels like it is wide, wide open four teams could win it.
2: Good. And I think maybe the more that we see Denver, we'll scale Denver out of that mix. But, you know, the Chargers are going to be solid. They're going to be the Chargers. You know, the Chiefs, will they come back? And remember, the Chiefs still have to play the Raiders twice this year. And you think that the Chiefs could get some things worked out at that point in time. But right now, I mean, the Raiders, I can't remember the last time, Matt. I'm just going to take a wild guess and say it's been 19 years since the Raiders have been at the top of the division this late into the season now granted it's only seven weeks but still it's it's been a long time since we've seen the Raiders at the top
0: yeah you know, look they have the best point differential uh, in the entire AFC West I mean they're getting it done on the road as well as home this year I uh, this is going to be a really interesting scenario. And they're 2-0 and since John Gruden left. So a lot of people thought that Gruden was sort of the glue that kept this team together. But all of a sudden, they're 2-0 and since the Gruden termination. Josh Jacobs has been banged up. I mean, this is a team that still had to deal with plenty of adversity to several key players on offense. They've had to deal with their head coach being fired. And all they've done the last two weeks is go out and put it on teams.
2: Mm-hmm. Who's more surprising for you, the Raiders or the Bengals? I mean, they put a masterful performance against the Ravens yesterday, and now, uh, you know, look who's up there at the top of the uh, AFC North.
0: The Raiders were more surprising for me yesterday for this reason. I mean, we talked about Baltimore and how they've had sort of some Fugazi performances coming from double digits down against Kansas City, coming from double digits down against Indianapolis. I mean, they have had to come back and get several miracle wins this year. But, on you know, so them losing wasn't exactly surprised. surprise. If you continue to get down double digits game after game, eventually you're not going to come back it felt like that's what happened to the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. But the Raiders, I think a lot of people thought, boy, you know, Jacobs is hurt, Waller's hurt, Gruden's out. This is a team that historically starts hot and then and then starts the fade. And then after that, that Chargers game where they just looked terrible, I think a lot of people thought, here comes the fade. Um, And I know it's Denver and Philly, so we're not saying that it was against the Rams and Arizona or something, but boy, they have looked good the last two weeks. I think the Raiders have been the biggest surprise the last two weeks, just how good they've looked.
2: You know, in the AFC, basically you've got four throwaway teams, and you've got the Jets and the Dolphins, the Texans and the Jaguars, but everybody else could be live here because no one is running away with their division. I mean, every division, uh, you've got basically a game separation. Again, it's only seven games in, but still, it's seven games in, and we're going to be approaching the halfway point here you know, pretty soon, but no one is running away with it. And I just have this feeling that we are going to have some very intriguing races as we go down the stretch here.
0: You know what's interesting is a huge game this week, the Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts, if Tennessee wins and goes to six and two, and uh, the, the you know Indy loses that game, I think that's going to be the only division where you're right. We really have sort of a blowaway because then you'll have a second place team at three and five. Jacksonville or Houston both have one win apiece. If Tennessee beats Indy, it'll be kind of the first division where we say, "Boy, we have a clear and, and present front runner who looks like they got it wrapped up."
2: Yeah, and speaking of Indy, last night playing in that just downpour last night, and that just wasn't a rainstorm. I mean, that was one of the worst uh storms, almost like hurricane nature uh that uh, San Francisco the Bay Area had last night. And kudos to the Colts for for coming back. And kind of withstanding everything, because in the first half, the Colts did not look good at all. I mean, they got in the red zone. They got down to the one-yard line. They couldn't score. Uh, Carson Wentz looked terrible. But as the game progressed, they went into in the second half, Matt. They changed their approach and started running the ball. They couldn't run the ball at all in the first half. And then next thing you know, the defense did their thing. That's what they're famous for, Darius Leonard and those guys. And then Garoppolo, I mean, he looked awful in the second half. But what a huge swing in that game for the, for the Colts and covering and winning outright as an underdog.
0: Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, 170 yards on the ground in just 18 carries last night for the Indianapolis Colts. And look, we talked about it on the Best Bet segments where both Double B and I had Indianapolis. This is a team now that's now won three of their last four games after losing three in a row to open the season. And if they don't have that collapse against the Baltimore Ravens, where they blow a double-digit lead, allow the game to get to overtime, and then give up that touchdown in overtime, this they would be on a four-game win streak. I think the answer to this Indianapolis Colts situation is simple. Look, Carson Wentz didn't play in the, in the preseason. This offense didn't get an opportunity to get any continuity since he came over, and they had more injuries than maybe any team not named Baltimore to start the season. They're getting a little bit healthier. The offense has had some time to gel. I think Indianapolis is going to be in this thing for the long run and assuming they can win this week against Tennessee or a contender to make the playoffs all season long.
2: Yeah, on the other side, the Niners just look awful. And, you know, they've got quarterback problems. We understand that. And Garoppolo comes back last night, clearly not 100%. Trey Lance is injured. And here we go with the Shanahan's getting all of these questions about, uh, you know, hey, what, what, should, what should we do here? Uh, how are we going to uh, maneuver this thing? He goes. I got a lot of problems. I got problems on the offensive side, the defensive side, and injuries. I mean, it is looking really ugly there in San Francisco right now.
0: Yeah, I just I, I don't understand the way that they handled this Jimmy Garoppolo situation. They made it perfectly clear to anyone who would listen last year that Shanahan did not want. Jimmy Garoppolo to be his starting quarterback. In fact, then they went out and traded with the num- to get the number three pick to draft a quarterback. And everybody, including Shanahan, basically leaked it that he- they wanted that quarterback to be Mac Jones. Then suddenly some people in the front office come back and they change their mind. They draft Trey Lance. He's not ready to start. Jimmy Garoppolo's banged up. Lance is banged up. Look, this team has now lost four in a row, and what's more concerning to me is their offense, which has scored 18, 10, and 21 points their last three games. That does not win football games in 2021 NFL. They got to figure something out up there.
2: They do. Matt Holt joins us from U.S. Integrity. Uh, Matt, uh, speaking of some ineptness, I don't recall... Seeing uh, these type of totals being put up here uh, when I'm talking about uh, what the Bears did yesterday, the Panthers, the Texans, and of course the Chiefs. We're talking about four teams put up five points or less yesterday. I mean, that is is crazy For, for an NFL team, four NFL teams to put up three, 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 and five.
0: And, you know, what's interesting, a couple of years ago, you know, it was kind of everybody said it was the end of an era where we didn't see any more totals in the 30s anymore where, um, hey, you know, if it was the two best defensive teams in the NFL last year, the total was 42.5 or 43. And then in the high games, if we're seeing 57, fifty eights last year, well, here we go. All of a sudden, San Fran playing Chicago.
2: 39-and-a-half. Right. (laughs) And the Bears coming off that trouncing yesterday, 35-3. to Again, I I don't know how long the Justin Fields experiment's going to happen. I get it. You draft him high. He's going to be your future. But same thing with the 49ers and Lance. I mean, the same thing with the Jets and Zach Wilson. I mean, these guys just aren't ready. And they're getting pummeled. They're getting punished. And they're getting hurt. And we've, we've seen that already with Fields. And we saw it with Zach Wilson yesterday that he had to leave the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and look, I think there's pressure on all of a sudden for these teams to start these young quarterbacks, and I think some of that pressure comes from the fact that Joe Burrows and Justin Herbert were so amazing, and everyone now wants to replicate the success of what we've seen. Pat Mahomes coming in early, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrows. So now there's all this pressure to start young guys, but I don't know of anybody who said, boy, this rookie class this year – feels like they're ready to step in and do damage. And thus a lot of young quarterbacks are being thrust into disadvantageous situations early. And to your point, they're not only struggling. In many cases, we're getting these young guys hurt.
2: All right, uh, let's talk about tonight's game, man. What do you think? Uh, We've got uh, the Saints and the Seahawks. You know, I, this is one of my best bets. I, I like the Seahawks in this game. I just don't see this team being 0-3 to start the season at home. I get it. It's Geno Smith. But I'll take Geno Smith over Teddy Bridgewater in this situation. You know, tonight, I know a lot of people still like the Saints. You got Alvin Kamara. But, you know, going on the road, playing on a Monday night game. For some reason, Matt, I just think the Seahawks show up big.
0: Yeah, you know, I think New Orleans has been one of the trickiest teams to figure out all year. They whip Green Bay 38 3. They whip the New England Patriots in Foxborough, no problem. But then they lose Carolina 26 7. They lose to the New York Giants as an almost 10 point favorite. The new, this New Orleans team has been really bad this year in games where they're supposed to be really good and have been really good in games where the expectations are down. So now I'm not exactly sure where that's at this week. It feels like the expectations are high. If you're talking about going into Seattle, you know, known for the 12th man and laying more than a field goal um, – but, but it's tricky. I thought that Seattle really put forth a big effort last week to get back in that game against Pittsburgh. And I'm just not sure that they have the, they have the horses here. I think if Seattle, if you like Seattle, you probably also like the under. Because this game, in order for the Seahawks to win or remain close, probably needs to be a lower scoring game. 'Cause they just don't have an offense right now with Geno Smith at the quarterback to come back. So this might be one of those situations where in play, if Seattle's hanging around early, you might want to take a shot on Seattle money line. But if it's fourteen nothing Saints, this might be one of those situations where you just go ahead and lay the favorite because I don't think that this Seattle offense right now with Geno Smith is built to come back.
2: And the thing about it is, too, they're banged up at the running back position. We know, you know, Chris Carson's out, uh, but you know the wide receivers are still strong. So if Geno Smith can get the ball to uh, to Medcalf and the Lockett and company, you know they're they're capable. Good tight end and Will Disley as well, too. So it, it just seems uh, unusual for for the Seahawks. To, to struggle the way they've, they've struggled at home. And uh, I don't know, we'll see. Now, you talk about the under in this game. I'm curious to see if the line has moved at all because uh, the rain that we saw in San Francisco last night, you're going to see that kind of weather in Seattle tonight. Heavy, heavy rain and wind tonight in Seattle.
0: And you're right. It has moved down a little bit. I'm seeing some 41-and-a-halves right now, T.C. This is a total that opened around 44, was 43-and-a-half for most of the week. And we're pretty much seeing it across the board right now, 41-and-a-half. Hard for me to go under 41-and-a-half in 2021 NFL. But to your point, a slow track tonight – along with two offenses that can really struggle. You know, New Orleans is at its best when Jameis Winston is, is running a ball-control offense there. So not sure I'm too eager to go over 41-and-a-half either.
2: All right. He is Matthew Holt, uh, U.S. Integrity. He's been uh, fantastic on our best bets. And you can catch all of that stuff up on our website at tcmartinshow.com. All right, man. as you know, we've got a little World Series to talk about as well, too. We touched a little bit about Friday. Now it's official. It's the Astros. It's the Braves. Uh, give me some thoughts as we get ready for games one and two in Houston starting tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, really interesting. And, I, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the steam got let out of this World Series. So many people were talking about Boston and their miracle run and the Dodgers and how good they are. But this is a good World Series with two evenly matched teams. You know, look at tomorrow's price is $130. we are looking at 150 on uh you know, uh, for the series price and a a 130 line for Houston tomorrow. I think this is a big game, and I think it's really a big game for the Braves. I'm not sure that the Braves can come back from being down 1-0, but I think Houston can. So I think the Braves really need to come out and get off to a hot start. Charlie Morton is really important to their success. I think it's important that they, they have some success when Morton's pitching. So I think game one, You know, it's kind of a free roll for Houston tomorrow, but if you're the Atlanta Braves, you need to come out and get one early.
2: And, you know, they got Max Freed going, arguably their best pitcher, even though he got lit up pretty good against the Dodgers. I mean, Freed before that is, you can make the case he's probably the best pitcher in Major League Baseball, uh, you know, coming into the, you know, during the postseason, he had 14 strikeouts, no walks. He's been on a win streak, but the Dodgers uh you know got to him. And my concern here is if you do like the Braves, that you know, is did did that bother Freed a little bit, especially going against those heavy right handed bats that the Astros have as well in Houston in that bandbox in left field? So that could be a concern. I'm just wondering, you know, because if you looked at Freed's face, Matt, during that game against the Dodgers, he was visibly shaken. And uh so I think game two is is really the big key in this series.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think it, I also believe that you're right. But again, Charlie Morton, nineteen strikeouts and three postseason starts, uh, you know, an ERA under four. I just feel like if if the Braves are gonna have any success, Morton needs to come out and keep that yeah. going. And if he doesn't, whew, could be a long series for, for Atlanta.
2: All right. So Matt thinks I should hedge off on my on my uh, my my Astros uh, future here, but but maybe not too much, huh, Matt?
0: Well, I was thinking, yeah. First of all, I wouldn't hedge off more than six hundred to start. But second, I was thinking maybe you wait till after Game One. Yeah. I mean, truly Morton has pitched well. We just talked about the nineteen strikeouts in the three postseason starts. If he comes out pitches well and and Atlanta gets a win, I still like Houston chances. But now you get plus one twenty. Instead of minus one forty, might not be the worst number.
2: That's true. Now, and uh, you you probably have the records of this too. So when the Astros got behind one game to nothing to the um, to the Red Sox, that what was that line on the Red Sox to win the series? Would it would so? Just say if this happens here, and you wait till game number two. Say the Astros get game one. What do you think that number will be on the Braves? Will it be plus two dollars? More than two dollars? What do you think it would be?
0: So I think if the Braves win Game One, it'll go from Astros minus one hundred and fifty, which is what the series price right. is now, to about Braves minus one hundred and twenty-five. But mm-hmm. I think if the Astros win Game One, it's going to go to about minus two hundred and sixty.
2: That much? Oh, two hundred and sixty. Yeah. So then the buyback on Atlanta. So I could get the Braves being down one game to none to, uh, uh, prior to Game 2 at more at more than $2, you think? I think it's around plus
0: 200 plus 210
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. There it is. See? Food for thought here, man. Food for thought. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me your prediction here. What do you think?
0: I, I, I'm going to go Astros in six.
2: Mm-hmm. Astros and six. All right, college football, Matt. Let's hit that real quick before we let you go as well, too. We saw Ohio State blast Indiana. Uh, we saw some some big victories uh, on the college side on on Saturday. Give us some thoughts.
0: You know, it's amazing. We've talked about all these upsets and all these new contenders like Penn State and Iowa and Cincinnati. How it's going to be their year. You know, I and I just saw a bunch of you know different statisticians yesterday who said. Look, if the season ended right now, it would be Georgia versus Oklahoma, Cincinnati versus Alabama, or Ohio State versus Alabama in the playoffs. So we're right back to the same teams as always. Huge game this week with Michigan and Michigan State. Both those teams undefeated right now. We we know only one of them will even challenge Ohio State. That's a big game this weekend, game of the weekend. Can't wait for the battle in Ann Arbor.
2: Yeah, that's going to be good. All right, and we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up The UNLV game, uh, you know, on on, uh, the last week as well, too. I mean, I I couldn't believe, I thought this could actually be the week that UNLV gets the the victory, and San Jose State's using a backup quarterback. UNLV had a two-touchdown lead, and lo and behold, it came back to bite them again where they are still winless in a game where really they outplayed San Jose State for a majority of the game.
0: I don't ever remember a coach losing this many games to start his career and keeping his job. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there maybe there has been in the history of college football, but this is really bad for this coaching staff who's now, what, 0 for 13?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a team that uh, could not score in the fourth quarter. They could only muster a field goal in the second half of that game. And in a game where I mean, they—you could make the argument—the last two games for UNLV, Utah State, and San Jose State should have been victories for them. And I'm not saying this team is snake bit because you are what you are. And when you don't know how to win, I don't blame the slot machine on the sideline. Maybe that's the deal out there. Matt, you you are the guy. U.S. Integrity. What? What's going on here with a slot machine on the sideline? Half these kids aren't even old enough to go in a casino pulling a slot machine. That's got to be a bad look, isn't it? Do you need to talk to the administration over
0: there? Somebody's going to have to talk to somebody over there. And, and think <laughs> of the coaching hires on both the basketball and the football side, you know, the last five or six years. This was always a pro- This was a program who was led to a bowl game by John Robinson, and he used to compete for national championships in basketball and now we're over our last thirteen on the football field and the basketball. We have a coach leave every other year. It is it has really gone downhill here for the rebels.
2: And as again, a guy like John Robinson, even though okay, I mean he was on his last legs, you know, so to speak, at the end of his uh, coaching career. But still, bringing a guy like that in, um, you know, just the, the 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 team or the program was not in in the shape that the, they are right now. I mean, this is. This is getting bad, and I don't see how it turns around anytime soon, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, me neither.
2: All right. All right, my man. We appreciate you as always. Uh, He is Matthew Holt, U.S. Integrity. He's a great follow on Twitter, too, at Matthew Holt. So go check that out. And uh, we will talk to you uh, next week, my friend.
0: Thanks, guys. Best of luck tonight. Take care.
2: There he is. All right, check out all of our best bets. Uh, Our crew up on the website, Scott Spreitzer, Matthew Holt, Double B, Brian Benowitz. Uh, all up there, Marco D'Angelo joined us last week as well too, uh, hitting him pretty strong and hard. Aside from Nunchuck and uh, Gilby the Intern, you know, <laughs> we don't we don't allow Nunchuck to talk in the mic. We don't allow him to put up his best bets. How you doing, in the Opportunity Village, Nunchuck? How are you doing? Uh, okay, well, I guess that says it all too. <laughs> Who's number? One? I am number one. Right there, you go. Thank you very little. All right, I want to thank Steve Sachs for joining us today. Appreciate him. Heidi Fang, live from Raiders headquarters, uh, recapping what we saw yesterday with the Eagles and the Raiders, and of course, Matthew Holt as well, too. So, appreciate everyone. All right, I will be in Houston for games number one and two for the World Series. Uh, Chris Wynn will be filling in on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll, uh, I'll be chiming in live from Minute Maid Park, so get to hear that. And uh, have some fun. So uh, make sure you keep listening to the show. Check out the podcast. Check out the latest articles up on the website and the interviews as well, too. Our interview with Mattress Mac is up there, so listen to that uh, real quick before that comes down. And uh, Steve Sacks' interview will be up a little bit later on. Have yourself a great one. Enjoy, and I will talk to you from Houston.